a heavy mandate upon my heart for today's message. This is not going to be a message like probably any I have ever brought in over 30 years. So there won't be a lot of shouting, and, and that's all right. I want you to really open your heart, your ears spiritually to receive the word today. So, Father, just by your Spirit, we need to hear by the Spirit today. And we need the truth of your word to pierce our hearts, dividing of soul and spirit. Lord, you get to the joint and the marrow, it says, the truth of your word. So, Lord, we thank you for that word. Penetrate and pierce each heart in this room today. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis chapter 1, I'm going to go back to the beginning with a few verses. Genesis chapter 1. 24, starting in verse 24. This, is, of course, is the, the story of the creation. In verse 24, And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, and the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make mankind... In our image, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, <clears throat> over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God made, created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them Male and female, he created them. Now that all started with God saying, we, us, our. What was God, why was God saying, let us? Our image. God was speaking as the, uh, uh, of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The triune Godhead was involved in creation. They were all involved. You remember in the early verses of Genesis 1, it says the Spirit specifically hovered and moved upon the vastness of nothing, if you will. So Spirit, Father, Son, and Spirit involved. And mankind, humanity, human beings were created, <coughs> excuse me, in the likeness and image of the Godhead. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, triune are we. Spirit, soul, body, because God, the Godhead is the image and likeness upon which we were created. Uh, so we too are triune, spirit, soul, and body. We're created in the likeness and image of the Godhead. All three intertwined together. You cannot separate one from the other, speaking of humanity, or it's death. You separate the body from the spirit, death. You separate the soul from the body, death. All three constitute and are involved in us breathing and living and having life, spirit, soul, and body. I believe Satan has pulled out all the stops. He has unleashed all that hell has against this next generation. Actually, I believe the next two generations are children, my generation's children and their children, or my children, your children, some of you, and the grandchildren, the two generations alive right now 
Satan has unleashed all that hell has against them. And Jesus calls them little ones. We're going to go and read that in just a moment. He has something very strong to say about those who offend, hurt little ones, innocent ones. Let me describe just a little bit the onslaught against these that Jesus calls little ones. They're being slaughtered in the womb. They're being kidnapped and sold into sex slavery. They're being raped and abused and neglected and used. They're being brainwashed by their teachers and bullied by their peers. They're lost and lonely, depressed and suicidal. They cut themselves and they kill themselves. Children. Their innocence is being robbed and their security is being stolen to the point where boys believe they are girls and girls believe they are boys. And all of the adults around them have gone completely mad, including many parents. None of what I just said is with any exaggeration whatsoever. What can be said but that no generation in American history and all of the history of mankind has been subject to such a concerted and demonic attack as this generation, I believe these two, my children and grandchildren. Let the silent majority in this country keep silent no more. Let the sleeping giant who is the body of Christ in this country finally be awakened and get engaged in the warfare that is required if we will see a victory. Now I'm going to go to Ephesians chapter 5 and look what the Apostle Paul is saying here. Have nothing to do with the fruitful deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Now we're instructed as the New Testament church, as the saints of God, to expose the fruitful deeds of darkness. He goes on to say it is shameful to even mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That is why it is said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. And I hear the Holy Spirit just, just echoing and resounding, just shouting this in my spirit today. Have nothing to do with the deeds of darkness, rather expose them. It's shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. And folks, we're in a time where Satan has unleashed everything he can. He has created a fictional category of being called transgender or non-binary. Stamped upon every human soul is the eternal imprint of God. The imprint, that imprint is reflected outwardly upon each body in the form of male or female. Satan has finally gone too far pursuing our children and their children. Jesus, here's what he says, because he calls them the little ones, the innocent ones. He says this, Luke chapter 17, verse 1. Jesus said to his disciples, things that... Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone 
through whom they come. It would be better for them to have been thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Woe to anybody through which the offense, the lie comes. Let me just take just a, a, a brief detour. Jesus stood up in the temple one day and he read from the scroll of Isaiah. <clears throat> it's recorded again in Luke's gospel. He read from the scroll of Isaiah and I want to read what he said when he stood up that day uh, uh, during his earthly ministry, right at the beginning of his earthly ministry. And he read these words, Isaiah 61, starting in verse 1. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim freedom to the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and, do you see that next part? The day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn and provide for all those who grieve in Zion. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. Jesus stood up declaring, and we, and we repeat this often, we that do ministry and we that are a part of the church and we that serve the Lord and serve His kingdom, comforting those who mourn, good news to the poor, healing the brokenhearted, freedom for the captives, release. This is the year, the day of the Lord's favor. He also said the day of the vengeance of our God. And we don't like to really talk about that. He declared that as a part of his ministry also, saying now these things have come. <clears throat> the vengeance of our God. Prophecy was fulfilled. The salvation, <clears throat> he declared the day of the salvation of the Lord has come. The day to comfort those who mourn had come. <clears throat> the day for the oil of gladness and a garment of praise had come. And we all love to celebrate that. But Jesus also said, this is the day of the vengeance of our God. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay. My friend, I hope you don't think that that's only in eternity when people are sentenced to hell for rejecting Jesus. Of course, that's understood. That's a given. That's a, that's, that's a non-issue. That's a non-variable, if you will. I believe we're going to begin to see the hand of God stretched out against wickedness in our lifetimes, in the hour in which we live now. Because Jesus said that was part of what was going to happen. The day the vengeance of God would begin to be manifested. It will continue through an exposing a vindication against wickedness and wicked people all at the hands of God. I believe it's part of God coming and making his name great again because his name is being profaned across this land and many nations of the earth as never before. And God said, I'm going to let that go so far. You can read it all through Scripture. You're going to profane my name just so much and so long, and then I'm going to step in and make my name great again my, all by myself. And I believe God has not had the final word, nor has he finished with what he's going to do to begin to bring judgment against wickedness as a part of making his name great again. I'm convinced we're going to see demonstrations of the vengeance of our God in the days we are presently living in. 
and especially against all of those involved in and supporting any and all abuse of the innocent, abuse of children, or as Jesus called them, the little ones. And I'm talking from the highest levels of government, the highest levels of media, the highest levels of academia and medicine, the highest levels of entertainment, all the way down from the ivory towers, all the way down to the common people. Satan has become emboldened by the many victories against our children that he thinks he's won. But God is cutting some ropes and tying some knots right now, getting some millstones ready to tie around some people's necks and have them thrown into the sea that are hurting and abusing our children and, the, and our children's children. I can imagine maybe a little bit of a conversation in hell going something like this. Let's, uh, hey, let's start telling boys they aren't really boys at all. Let's tell girls they really aren't girls at all. And let's use senators, doctors, teachers, professors. Let's tell them that their teacher cares more for them than their parents do. Let's cast doubt upon the very foundation of human sexuality, which is we are created in the likeness and image of the Godhead, male or female, he created us. Well, 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 let's, let's cause dispute and debate even over the science which says there are only two genders. I can imagine the devil saying something like this, now that I've made homosexuality mainstream, now that I've made abortion mainstream, now that I've made racism mainstream, now that I've made infanticide mainstream, let's make up another evil and let's call it transgender. Let's call it non-binary and let's go after the children with it. Males who know they are males but desire other males or same-sex attraction. Let's now start telling them Hmm, they're not really male at all. If they want to, they can start calling themselves female. And here's the madness in all of this. We'll go so far as to have at least one doctor suggest they could even get pregnant if they want to. I'm, I'm not exaggerating any of this. It's happening. Oh, 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 you know, females who know they're female by gender, but they desire other females, same-sex attraction, sin. Let's not leave it there anymore. Let's start telling them they're, they're really not female at all. Hmm, how do we do this? Let's sow confusion about the sexes. Let's come among them asking the same question we ask Eve in the garden. Did God really say there's only two genders? Did he really say there's only male and female, two sexual identities? Let's suggest there's more than two. Let's see how far we can take that. If a male prisoner wants to call himself female, well, we'll go along with that. We don't want to offend him. We'll go ahead and house him with female prisoners. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong with that? Who are we to challenge how... He, she, shim, sham, shiz, ziz, zaz, zuz. If a professional male swimmer 
wants to identify as a female, let's, let's, let's let him compete in the female swimming competitions and even celebrate his victories over the best female swimmers in the country. And let's, say, let's just say it's okay. He feels like a female. We're going to affirm him. When a Supreme Court judge nominee, a lifetime appointment during her confirmation process says she cannot define what a woman is, we'll go ahead and advance her anyway, putting her on the highest legal court in all of the land for the rest of her life. We've gone mad in this country. When the largest entertainment corporation in the world cancels their iconic greeting, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's okay, that's okay. We'll still renew our Disney membership. When a court finds a father guilty of a crime for telling his son that he is a boy, something has gone horribly wrong in our judicial system. When schools are now putting teachers between parents and their children as having the final authority, something has gone horribly wrong in this country. And church, we cannot allow this to be settled politically, for it is not a political matter. It's a sin. It's a matter of sin against the laws of God and the laws of God's nature, the nature God gave us, the creation. Now, there's no need in me getting graphic and defining for you today what a boy is or what a girl is because everybody in this room already knows and we didn't need a Ph.D. or a law degree to know it. Some have a law degree and said, I don't know. I don't know what a woman is. If you have minor children or grandchildren, you better plead the blood of Jesus over them every single day, over their God-given gender. Every day you better declare that they are created in the likeness and image of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit because Satan will stop at nothing to kill, steal, and destroy this generation. He wants our children and our children's children. Child pornography, child trafficking, child kidnapping, child slavery, child sex changes. <clears throat> little boys being told they can be little girls if they want to. Little girls being told they can be little boys if they want to. Some of them by their own demonized parents. You really aren't bound by your birth gender. Why, you can change it if you want to and we'll help you do it, honey. Parents that have lost their minds. I'm every day in the news feeds that I trust, and they're not CNN, I can tell you that. Faith-based, Christian, spirit-filled news sources that I look at. A 13-year-old girl, parents signed to approve a complete double mastectomy because she felt like she was a boy. 13. Scarred and ruined for life. It can never be undone. An entire culture is being created around this church. Educators, politicians, 
doctors, hospitals, insurance providers, social media, all working together, convincing underage children they can just have their flesh cut with surgical knives and they can change their gender. They think they can cut up the outside to fix what is wrong on the inside. My friend, you can't cut up the outward creation and change the inward creation. It's not possible. Studies are coming out. You won't see these in mainstream news outlets of addiction rates, suicide rates, escalating like never before among this what's called transgender or whatever. It's fictitious. It's a lie. Male or female created we them, God said. If you are a male, you are a male created in the likeness and image of God. Nothing you do to the outside of your body can ever change that. Cut something off or sew something on. If you were born a male, you will always be a male. A boy is a boy in his spirit, in his soul, and in his body. A girl is a girl in her spirit, in her soul, and in her body. And to think you can just change the body with a surgeon's knife and the spirit and the soul will just go along with that change is the epitome of insanity. It is immoral in every way. And anyone who says otherwise is completely insane. I don't care if they have an MD or a PhD after their name. I don't care if they have an R or a D after their name either, if you know what I mean. Some of them even have REV period in front of their name. God have mercy. My friend, if you have children in the public education system, I'm talking from elementary to university. You would do well to know what the school is teaching them. You may need to attend a school board meeting or a parents meeting or whatever so that you can be informed. And most of all, pray over your children declaring their God-given identities over them every single day. Thanking God that he has, he has defined your boys and girls. And they are different from one another on purpose. Little boys like trucks and little girls like dolls by God's design. Young men are masculine. Young women are feminine by God's design. Masculinity is beautiful and femininity is beautiful by God's design. You can say hallelujah and amen to that. That's the truth. No child is going to ever grow up in a two mommy or two daddy household. Studies prove it. Science is proving it. A child needs a mommy and a daddy to grow up healthy and whole. If you were born a female, you'll always be a female. And a female can be a mother. A female can be a wife. A male can be a father. A male can be a husband. A male will never conceive and have a baby no matter how many pregnant man emojis are added to your texts. We've gone mad. This nation has fallen over the edge. There are not three genders. There are not four genders or more genders. There are two genders. 
Your God-given DNA does not lie. Your God-given chromosomes cannot be changed. Transgender is a term, a category created by hell itself. Your gender was determined by God when he formed you inside your mother's womb by his very hand. You cannot be a male in the outward body and be a female in the inward body. You are male inside and out, spirit, soul, and body. If that, if that were possible, you could be male on the outside, female on the inside, female on the... Then, then, it, then it would make God out to be a liar. And God is not a man that he should lie. Let everybody else be a lie. God is true and his word is true. My friend, don't leave here today believing anything different. Psalm 139, verse 13. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. If the devil can ever separate your faith from your identity, he will destroy your soul forever. It is faith, faith that comes from God that, 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 that tells us and teaches us who we are, male and female, in his image and in his likeness, formed by the very hand of God. He chose your sex, either male or female, that's the part of the threads that God knits together, creating your identity while in your mother's womb. And the very next verse says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. You are fearfully, wonderfully, and carefully and intentionally made by the Father, by His very hand. He formed and knitted you together before you ever uh, took your first breath and saw the, your first sunrise. What the psalmist is saying that our Creator God knew what He was doing when He created you. He created you male or female. He knew He meant to. He did that on purpose. You are fearfully, reverently Carefully, intentionally created, and you are precious to Him. And who better to turn to? If some part of you gets broken, who better to turn to than the one who made you in the first place? He's the only one who can heal anything that is broken because He is the creator of it. If he determines you need a new heart, he'll give you a new heart. If your creator decides you need a new mind, he can give you a new mind. If he creator knows he knows how to fix, he knows how to fix what needs fixing. Who better to fix your joy than the one who created your joy? Who better to fix your peace than the one who created your peace? Who better to fix your mind than the one who created your mind? Who better to fix your feelings than the one who created your feelings? Who better to fix your wounded soul than the one who created your soul in the first place? Who better to fix your broken marriage than the one who created marriage and gave it to us as the perfect union between a male and a female, a man and a woman? Who better to fix your broken body than the one who created? It. You wouldn't take a Bentley to a bicycle shop to be fixed. My friend, your identity does not come from your friends, your doctors, your teachers, neither from your parents. Your identity comes from God Himself. Not how many likes how many followers or how many views 
you can rack up on social media. He took his time when he formed you in the womb, and there's not another like you. It is true. When God made me, he broke the mold. And that's true of everybody in this room. When God made you, he broke. You are an original formed in the hands of God himself. He took his time, very intentional. Because everybody has an opinion. People will line up to give you an answer to every question you ask. But who am I? My friend, ask God and he will tell you. Why am I here? Ask God and he will tell you. What am I supposed to do? Ask him and he will tell you. You're not asking the wrong questions. You might just be asking the right questions, but maybe to the wrong people. Stop looking in all the wrong places and look to Jesus. Stop asking all the wrong people and ask Jesus. Stop listening to all the wrong voices and listen to Jesus. You are fearfully, carefully, wonderfully, intentionally made, reverently made by the hands of God himself. He formed you in your mother's womb. He determined your identity, creating in you to creating you in his own likeness and image. Who would have ever believed in America we would be fighting to defend the truth that there are only two genders, male and female. But we are And folks, I know most of us, I don't want to fight. I don't want to be involved. I don't want, I, I let somebody else do the warfare. I just, you know, leave me out of it. Let me tell you something. The fight has found you and me. The warfare has come right to our doorstep. Well, my kids, I mean, I've raised them in that. Mm -mm -mm. Elementary school. God bless the governor that we have in Florida, but Governor DeSantis can't solve this. It's spiritual. It's a sin problem, not political. I thank God for his Christian, uh, his, his just moral laws, moral principles he's trying to govern our state with. Who could object to from kindergarten to third grade Leave sexuality out of the classroom, kindergarten to third grade. That's all this new law did. He should have took it from kindergarten to graduation, in my opinion. But he didn't. How can anybody object to that? The sexualization of our children. Puberty blockers, and I mean, I, it, you know, I could talk about a lot more. I want to be careful what I say. Lay your hands on your boys, and you declare they are fearfully and wonderfully made male in the image and likeness of God. Lay your hands on your daughters and declare they are fearfully and wonderfully made female in the likeness and image of God. 
And God has a purpose and a destiny for their lives. And for those who know someone fighting and struggling and it's spiritual against this whole hellish ideology called transgender, pray for the deliverance of their soul from the lies of the enemy. There is hope for them in Jesus. In Jesus. I know this was a heavy word. Can we stand together? I've brought this word. I won't have to bring it again. Holy Spirit, I can't do any more.